0: It was a high stakes meeting at the White House yesterday as top congressional leaders met with President Biden. They're talking about avoiding a government shutdown ahead of the Saturday deadline. We're talking about Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Mike Johnson and Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, The top Democrats described the meeting as productive and intense. Uh, Mike Johnson has said he wants to avoid a government shutdown. So what does this all mean? Bring in Ryan Schmelz, Fox News radio correspondent and WJR contributor. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. So, do you think it was as productive as some are saying, and that we will avoid a shutdown?
1: Well, I I think what what we kind of learn is that these folks are willing to work together to be able to find some type of solution here. And it does seem like most of them are still on board with the idea of passing the individual spending bills that are supposed to be uh, up on the deadline for Friday. Now, of course, we haven't really heard too much from Speaker Johnson about this since it happened. He went, I believe, directly to whatever event he had coming up after this was over. But, you know, McConnell and, and Schumer did seem a lot more optimistic uh, yesterday uh, coming out of the meeting, they did going into it.
2: Do you think uh, when it's all said and done, I mean, I know they're negotiating, they're talking, they want to, you know, slash some spending, but you think it is going to come down to a continued resolution?
1: That's, uh, I think that's the big question mark here. You know, there was some information that went out yesterday that Speaker Johnson was willing to accept maybe a one-week CR and then push another one of the deadlines down to the end of the end of March. Uh, but then that was kind of uh, shot down a little bit by, Uh, his press team a little bit later on. So it it seems like the plan is to go forward with these uh, individual appropriations bills. And Susan Collins, who's the top Republican on the Appropriations Committee, said yesterday that we can expect some type of a bill text uh, either today or tomorrow.
2: When it comes to Ukraine and Israel, Ryan, we know that the problem solvers were kind of floating this alternative plan out there, remain in Mexico, kind of a Title 42 type approach to the southern border. Is that gaining any traction or is that withering?
1: It looks like it's gaining a decent amount of traction. Whether or not it has the support or not to pass, I think, is a whole other story. I think what one of the ways that we could possibly see that get brought to the floor is if uh, the problem solvers are able to get enough members to jump on board for what's called a discharge petition. Essentially, if enough members sign on to this, then that would force a vote on the House floor whether or not Speaker Johnson backs the bill or not. Now, whether or not they have the votes to do that, I think that still remains to be a mystery. But they are gaining and they are whipping. So we'll see if they can get there.
0: Ryan, a switch with Hunter Biden. He said he would only testify in Congress if it was in public. There was a big spectacle. And now he's going to testify in private later on today when they uh, continue with his impeachment inquiry
1: right and i think this kind of shows you the importance of having an impeachment inquiry as opposed to an investigation right you know i think one of the arguments that republicans were making for why people should support an impeachment inquiry throughout the house was that hey we're going to have greater subpoena power and we're going to have greater legal authority over whether or not somebody comes in for a deposition or or cooperates with us and i think this is the case there where hunter biden had a little bit of leverage before he could have said no To the House Oversight Committee, but then when the impeachment inquiry was implemented, then uh, he didn't really have as much power to refuse them as they did before. So they were able to negotiate a deposition, and that deposition is finally happening today.
2: But, but you know, isn't that you know this whole impeachment inquiry kind of teetering on the brink of collapse? You got all these different. Uh, interviews and they obtained all these well, the FBI of, informant. Yes, yeah, right. Lying. The documents, yeah. and, you know, the FBI informant, you know, and all of that, you know, is this kind of starting to teeter out a little bit?
1: Well, yes. Uh, they'll tell you that. Right. They certainly have tried to weaponize this latest FBI informant being arrested as a way to say that the, the impeachment inquiry now really lacks credibility and that they still have not been able to find any evidence that shows that President Biden has done any wrongdoing. Uh, You had James Biden, the president's brother, come in last week and vehemently defend his brother and say that he has committed no wrongdoing. Uh, But this is the main event witness in many ways, which Mm -hmm. is what House Republicans have been asking for for a long time, which is to speak to the president's son. Now, some of them don't exactly expect him to be a cooperative witness or an easy witness for them to work with. But still, if they're able to get him on the record for a number of these uh, different business ventures that he had and seeing President Biden ever had any impact with those or benefit from those. I mean, this is going to be probably the witness to get it from.
2: Well, and, and then there's I mean, there's still the spectacle of, of this, the unsavory nature of a guy with absolutely no experience in the industry, industry, having his snout pretty deep in the trough. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's it's not illegal. There may not be evidence that Joe Biden was involved other than Tony Boblinski's testimony. And he seems to be uh, kind of being a little bit more discredited with every other in- witness they mm-hmm. bring through. But, uh, I mean, you still have, in advance of an election, kind of this ugliness of a family profiting greatly from a business they have no expertise in.
1: Well, and that's the big question. You know, I they got evidence of President Biden going to these lavish dinners or maybe having some type of interaction with maybe one of the associates that Hunter Biden had. And of course, you might be able to say that that is shady behavior. But the big question is, is there anything illegal that happened? Did these people pay President Biden? And did he ever have his policy decisions impacted from these meetings? I don't believe there's any evidence to prove that as of right now. But there certainly might be evidence, and Republicans will make this Case to you that there's evidence of definitely bad behavior or maybe shady behavior or questionable behavior, uh, but whether or not they can get anything on the record or, or of evidentiary value that proves that President mm-hmm. Biden committed a wrongdoing is a whole other story.
0: Just lastly, we had our primary here, and of course, Biden and Trump won, but there are seeds there that both could be concerned either the Nikki Haley effect or the uncommitted vote effect. Are you hearing anything yeah. about our primary in Washington?
1: Well, I, I, it's still very early, still very raw. I, I think what we're going to be watching for in the next coming days is how both sides message on this, because uh, I think both sides have ammunition that they can use to attack each other over this. You know, a mm-hmm. significant amount of people voting uncommitted or uh, over, I believe it's over 30 percent of the Republican electorate voting for Nikki Haley. You know, these are two people who are former presidents run, or, or current presidents running. Uh, to be their party nominee again they have the name recognition they have the political backing they have the the endorsements that they need to you know clean house in their own respective primaries but i mean they're not winning a substantial amount of the vote in each of the the primary contests that they're in so i i'm really curious to see how both side messages on this and defends you know what happened in their respective side but then attacks the other side with, with, with what happened with them
0: Well, politicians know how to spend some things, so we'll see how this goes going forward. Ryan Schmelz, we appreciate you. Fox News radio correspondent and WJR contributor. Thank you. Have a good
1: one. Thank you so much as always.
0: Uh, Coming up, we're going to have Debbie Dingell. She can speak to a bunch of her constituents voting uncommitted and what that means for the Democratic Party and Biden specifically. Nobody
2: knows the Dearborn area in the district better than Debbie Dingell. We'll get that. But also highlights from Donald Trump's interview with Chris Renwick yesterday coming up at 649 as well. We'll have it all for you coming up.